Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. Hey, we're revisiting Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 20. One more time before we move on. Let's take our Bibles. Let's look at that text. Paul, writing to the church of Ephesus, says these very, very famous and important words. Last of all, he says, I want to remind you that your strength must come from the Lord's mighty power within you. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand safe against all strategies and tricks of Satan. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies, the evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule the world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. So use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy whenever he attacks, and when it is all over, you will still be standing up. But to do this, you will need the strong belt of truth and the breastplate of God's approval. 15. Wear shoes that you'll be able to speed you on as you preach the good news of peace with God. In every battle, you'll need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. And you will need the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Verse 18. Pray all the time, he says. Ask God for anything in line with the Holy Spirit's wishes. Plead with Him, reminding Him of your needs and keeping praying honestly for all Christians everywhere. Pray for me also, Paul says. Ask God to give me the right words as I boldly tell others about the Lord and as I explain to them that His salvation is for the Gentiles too. For I am in chains now for preaching this message from God, but I pray that I'll keep on speaking out boldly for Him even here in prison as I should. D.A. Carson once said, People do not drift towards holiness. Apart from God's grace-driven effort, people do not gravitate towards godliness, prayer, obedience to Scripture, faith, and delight in the Lord. We drift towards compromise and call it tolerance. We drift towards disobedience and we call it freedom. We drift towards superstition and call it faith. We cherish the indiscipline of lost self-control and call it relaxation. We slouch towards prayerlessness and delude ourselves into thinking we have escaped legalism. We slide towards godlessness and convince ourselves that we have been liberated. Paul the Apostle this morning is addressing in this passage the mandatory call to battle. Look, if you're a citizen of the kingdom of God today, you are compelled to take your place as a soldier of God. Now, many of us are attempting to claim the position of spiritual conscientious objector, declaring that we have the grounds or good reasons for not stepping up. You know, we're too busy. We have a family or we lack the natural abilities or frankly, that we simply have other plans. But the idea of conscientious objector, that claim, it doesn't work with the U.S. military and we certainly can't expect to pull the wool over the eyes of our God on this matter either. Christ actually expects us to change our lives in order to be obedient. It's a simple concept, and one that is grossly ignored by the vast majority of us. Grace is not a reason or a free pass to not offensively live out the battle call of Christianity. Wiersbe wrote, 
It comes as a shock to the new believer that the Christian life is a battleground and not a playground. In my pastoral ministry, he said, I could always tell when a new Christian was starting to mature because he found himself fighting battles. This is a good sign because, as Spurgeon used to say, Satan never kicks a dead horse. Again, Ray Steadman, he had an interesting analogy that applies to believers that are ignorant or apathetic regarding their sure warfare and God's sufficient provisions. He said, I once heard of a mental hospital that had devised an unusual test to determine when patients were ready to go back into the world. They brought candidates for release into a room where a tap was turned on, sending water pouring out over the floor. And next they handed the patient a mop and told him to mop up the water. Now, if the patient had a firm enough grasp of reality to turn off the tap before mopping up the water, he was ready to go out into society. But if he started mopping up the water without turning off the tap, they knew that more treatment was needed. Look, while you and I would never miss such an obvious step as shutting off the tap before mopping the floor, the fact is many Christians live their lives in just that way that from a spiritual point of view, it's equally as absurd. Each of us as Christians have been given the mop of God's truth and we've been told to use it to help mop up the evil in the world around us. But we can only be useful in mopping up the evil around us if we first have enough sense to shut off the flow of evil that pours out of our own hearts from the world's rulers in this present darkness. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit Believerstogether.com.